Hey, no, man. Mic check. Okay. Mic check. Yeah, I All can right. hear you. We're. I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, cool. In out. Oh, I actually, we completely forgot to talk about this before rec- like pressing record. I think we released our first episode on August 29th or something, which is like in two days of So like one year anniversary? <laughs> so I think we can probably call this a year, one year anniversary. Yeah, nice. Dude. I didn't even notice. Which seems relevant. <laughs> no, I checked uh, recently and it seems relevant since we're still... Uh, not very how should i say we still make mistakes when it comes to technology and how to set up microphones <laughs> yeah <laughs> 29 episodes were not enough this is funny because i got the uh the ruby weekly newsletter today and i oh, guess yeah i guess the uh the one i don't know who's who's in charge of that or who's like the creator or whatever but he also put on this is just reminding me this, he also put at the beginning of the newsletter <laughs> it has been brought to my attention that it has that it is the anniversary of ruby weekly so i'm like <laughs> the same way <laughs> i can tell people it's been uh, brought to my attention that it's an anniversary of the devon life podcast yeah i think if you're like when you're just heads down fully focused then it's easy to miss these yeah, kind of things yeah but yeah Fun fact. Fun fact. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Just uh, just working, chilling. A lot more chill now. A lot more uh, more productive now that everything is is more settled. Like I said, but I uh, got jumped into yeah. uh, well, for starters, for like just really briefly, I quit a whole bunch of stuff for for like a while, like meaning like social media, like news and. Like yeah. lose all together and like all these things um so i've had definitely time uh to to do other things because i mean naturally i've done this before and it's really weird but your mind yeah. tends to replace those things with others like it finds new things to replace that kind of uh i don't know if you call it entertainment uh um or i don't know whatever you want to call it but i uh yeah so i've been i've been reading a lot and uh like I, yeah oh, so nice. like i said uh i think i'm not sure if i mentioned it on a previous podcast but i wanted to actually get into the it's been long overdue but i got in to start reading shape up methodology by uh base camp like oh, you yeah. suggested like we were talking about um checked it out for the first time i got one i mean obviously you you've you've talked really nice things about it and i've heard uh somebody in the past who's a very uh kind of negative person saying like i mean like (laughs) there's no way that they follow this strictly or whatever like there's no perfect they make it sound like they're a perfect company and like no company's perfect or whatever but so anyways i've been reading and then there's some points that i really liked uh that i took like so a lot of it was a little bit kind of like ah well it's not that much different than what people already do uh to me yeah. it seemed to that some of the things were kind of like slight improvements or just a different name for for what people are already doing but there is there's definitely so one of the things that really resonated with me and and i'm not sure if you have the same thing now that you're working for like a, i guess a quote-unquote product company rather than when we were at a digital agency but it just they said that sometimes, you know, if you don't have some sort of structure, it seems like the project never ends. 
that yeah. resonated with me so much. And I was I was actually yeah. very curious yeah. at seeing how the heck they managed to honestly like because this is kind of set at the beginning and like the introduction. And I was like, I can't wait to hear what the heck they had to say about this because it's like I didn't see any way out of that, to be honest. Um yeah. and I do really appreciate uh when they're the fact that they say that they have no backlog. Because that's what that's yeah. really I've never dived deep into why I felt like it just the project never ends, but it's honestly because of backlogs that you feel like projects never end. Yeah. Cause it doesn't matter if you have a sprint, like sprints in my mind that never meant anything when I knew there was a backlog, uh, waiting for me. You know what I mean? It's more mental, I guess, than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I can see your point. That's kind of what, um, in, in a way, uh, I always felt like that. And that's like, when I, when I, read the like the betting thing and the sprints i was like oh this feels so nice like that's one of the things that i feel that kind of uh, spoke to me a lot was the the fact that they like bet on ideas and that's what they take there's no backlog and um funny enough though uh with you know obviously i i haven't checked twitter in a while but um when i was checking twitter they i followed the hey uh channel and i always saw yeah. that there was a bunch of people like oh it would be nice in this this in this request uh, this feature or something like that. And then they're like, oh yeah, I'll pass it on to the team. Now in my head, I'm like, they're not even putting this on a backlog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just like, it's probably just like... That is an interesting question. It's actually. probably just like common courtesy that they... Uh, I guarantee you though, based on what I read, if they actually follow, which is the same company I imagine they do, they tell them. And then if a lot of people get excited, they probably... Because what they say in the book is that they, for like the six weeks that they're um doing the sprint in those six weeks as well parallel they're putting in ideas for the next six weeks so i'm guessing that if one pops up they'll just put it in into the six-week thing but eventually it gets groomed out right if you don't but it, it is true it might very it is true be, like yeah. especially in the previous company that i was working for that just based on clients and like uh the um the sales team and support team, they would just fill that backlog up. And it would like it by it didn't matter if it felt like it was a good idea or a bad idea. Everything was being put into the backlog. So you literally felt like there was no end. And I can totally feel, obviously I haven't tried this out, but I can totally feel that if there is no backlog, just sprints, to me, I would get some sort of satisfaction and like cel celebratory type of thing at an end of a sprint, kind of because it would feel like it ended, you know? Yeah, hopefully it does make finishing a sprint more meaningful. Yeah. Since you, yeah, it's not just like this onslaught that never ends, but there's actually like a, yeah, an end to whatever it is you're working exactly. on. Exactly. I'm not sure like for you, what was the most relevant for you, for me to, I think what stood out the most is really this concept of fixed time and then variable scope. Oh, yeah. Which is essentially flipped from whatever I've been working on, where it defined the scope that something should have, and then you try to find a time. And this is where projects kind of never ended, and you spent not one sprint, but two th sprints or three sprints working on the same thing because you kind of didn't plan it right, or it was more complicated, or like the design changed uh, in the middle. And I think this is where there's frustration with essentially Scrum 
and its implementation in a lot of companies or teams that we worked in came, uh, comes from. So this is one thing that I found was really interesting in ShapeUp. And then the other uh, thing that you mentioned with like betting instead of, yeah, let's say uh, planning in a backlog is interesting in that you very, yeah, in, in like these regular intervals, more or less um, sit down and really try to think through what is most relevant for the business now or for the product. Instead of saying, hey, uh, ha- like half a year ago, somebody like reported this bug and we don't know if it's still relevant, but it's in the backlog. So maybe we can spend like two days to try to fix it. And I think it's really interesting that they really have this like focus on what is important now and kind of what for the next like six weeks, what do we think moves the, the needle uh, the furthest with regards to like the product or the mm-hmm. business? Uh, instead of just saying like we had this vision like years ago and we're just following through um, without really checking in whether or not that's still the best cause, uh, course uh, yeah course of action. Yeah. I think those were like the two things that I found were really intriguing. And then I agree with you like most of the things they say are not fundamentally new in itself or in themselves, but kind of the the sum of all the parts I think is really interesting in a way uh, because. Yeah, it's not rocket science, but I think they found a very nice system that is in itself like very consistent to work. And while none of the things is really like groundbreakingly like, yeah, yeah. there's nothing in there that we have not heard or not thought about maybe ourselves in like one way or exactly. another. But seeing how somebody developed this as like one system with all the parts fitting really well together. I think this is like the big difference than, yeah, all the attempts that we did in other projects or companies to like plan work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I agree with you. The time constraint thing I think makes it for some very interesting projects and, and having to move along. I like the example they put about the calendar, for example. Um, and because you, you work your way around this and essentially you have functioning things because even if, like they said, even if there is a feature that will take more than six weeks, you split that into two, but they, but then you have like, at least in the first, so if you split it into two on the first iteration of the six weeks, you're going to have something functional. It's not complete to the sense of, in the sense of the feature, but it's complete uh, within the app, you know, which is like, it's going to be functional. And you work around that to yeah. be able to, to do that. Uh, I, I, like the, I like the fact that they covered everything because, you know, when they're saying about six weeks, you're like, all right, what about things that, that take more than six weeks? And they're like, oh, and then you split it into two. And then you're like, what about things that are just one week? And they're like, oh, well, you just collectively put it um, alongside other things that take one weeks, you know, and, and like short things. But there is some things that um, I'm not sure how it would work with like products that are not successful or products that are kind of like things that we do, for example, because they say, oh, we didn't include a calendar because we just saw that like X amount of clients used it and that wasn't enough. So we didn't find it meaningful. But then they started asking for it, and that's when we did it, you know? When I read that, I was a little more like, well, like, you know, you guys were already known and successful. What about a brand new product from, like, unknown, zero known 
people. You know what I mean? Like you kind of don't know. Yeah. Like, would you just, I guess, I, but then I get, I guess it falls into the betting part, right? Which is like, which one? Because you're trying, yeah. I don't know, at least in my experience as somebody who's trying to, to make, I don't know, successful projects, you try to cramp up as many things as you can uh, that you find meaningful. And you're like, all right, the combination of this and this and this feature is what's going to make it amazing. Like, I wouldn't, I, I don't think you have the luxury of being like, oh, we'll see what the users say. Because you're kind of trying to make that first impression. You know what I mean? That if it's not a good yeah. first impression, then people may be like, people may not even ask for it. They just legit, they just straight up may not even use it at all and just be like, all right, move along. Yeah. I think it's a little bit, so there are, I think, different components in there that are, yeah, relevant or helpful. I think one thing that I thought was interesting that I didn't really expect, although it makes a lot of sense in hindsight, is that they seem to do a lot of like user surveying where they talk to their users and really try to like understand how they use the product, what features they use, how they would use them, what they're missing. Like, And then I think this is especially tough for us since we're both more developers than product designers. Mm -hmm. We're, it's not in our nature to kind of go out and ask users a lot of questions or go onto the street and like canvas random pedestrians and try to figure out what they think over like how they would decide between different designs and which one they would prefer, these kind of things, which seem to be things that Basecamp is actually doing um, quite frequently. Yeah. So I think, in my opinion, there's a little bit of like a different lens on things and it's something that we might need to find ways to hack as software developers uh, because I think there is huge value and uh, there's. I think it's also pretty easy to get kind of a good signal to noise ratio by asking users um, very kind of generic questions about features they might be missing or ideas that you have and get kind of meaningful feedback whether or not you are a super established company or yeah by literally going out and asking like five random people on the street whether or not design A looks better than design B. And then the other aspect of this is that like for me resonated is that they still limit the risk of their bets by having like this fixed yeah. time. And you can say, hey, like we're not certain about the calendar feature. So we make this like very deliberate, make this like a small bet, give it like two weeks of time, see what we can hammer out as like a yeah working feature that might not have all the bells and whistles, but it shows you dates. And then we go from there. Then we have something we can show users. We can, um, like it helps then gather data on like the next steps. And we can uh, do these surveys and these kind of things after users have seen this. And I think this is something that going again, back to like how we used to work in a lot of cases, I think is, is slightly different as well because yeah, it was always very risky to do something that you weren't certain somebody actually needed since most <laughs> most projects we set out to do always had like this inherent complexity yeah. in them where they could take two weeks or they could take half a year like we didn't know in the beginning. But by saying, hey, we give this two weeks of time and we see what we get, I think this is, it makes it then easier to experiment with these kinds of features and say, yeah, let's just invest a cycle see what happens if no one uses it worst case is we lost six weeks yeah true another thing that um that popped into my head while i was reading it is 
and this is something that I've always kind of had, a, a, even with Scrum, that I was uh, I would always think about is sometimes you take quite some time to discuss a certain feature, whether you are going to implement it or not. And from what I'd seen, from what it seems from the book, it seems like they take quite some time to to groom these things out or shape them, I guess, shape these ideas. And actually at the end, determine whether it's a go, right, or a no-go. But in my head, I'm always like, well, like, what if this takes a week or two weeks? And in that time, you're actually just, why not just start building it, you know? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, I've always thought that I'm like, this seems like a humongous waste of time because you can just check out if it works or not by just diving into it and trying to see it yeah. if it does, because you wasted the same amount of time that you did trying to deliberate whether the idea is a go or no go than to actually just put it up there and, and go. But I mean, I, I do see some value in it, but that was always a question that popped up to me. And even now reading the book yeah, is the time that it takes to shape something up that I just don't want to see it as a waste of time, you know? And I guess it yeah. will come with practice and trying to, uh, trying to practice it myself um, and seeing if it actually bears fruit. Yeah, I like, <laughs> and I think we had arguments um, yeah, about this when we were exactly. together. I like fall on the, like, I wouldn't say like other side of the spectrum where I think the more planning you can do upfront, the better, essentially. And you gain that time back when working on it. There are so many, like, <laughs> especially for like the small side projects that we do. I think there is like this pattern where we think something is very easy to do and will take us just a weekend to build. And we like, at least I approach it with like the same, hey, it would take me longer to like plan this or like make a mm -hmm. sketch than to actually just write the UI. And in my own experience, and yours might be different, but for me, every project that I tackled has always taken much, 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 much more time than I previously thought. Because... Yeah, it's it's kind of this weird paradox, I think, with software where the end result is pretty small. Like you have not that many lines of code or it's actually not that big of a feature. If you just look at it like purely in like the browser and you have three buttons and you click it and something happens in the background, like it never looks like that much work. Mm -hmm. But trying to wire these things together and like have this discovery process of how should this actually work? Like what should happen when I press this button? How do I handle the edge case that I press the button, but the backend doesn't respond or like these kind of things? They always take way more time when you try to figure them out as you go. And to me, like the beauty of the shape up process that they describe is that it's essentially the responsibility of whoever proposes a bet to figure out these risks that you don't necessarily see if you just think about the happy path because building something with just the happy path is always like this is much easier like if you only consider everything going well and like the user presses this there's never a problem with the back end the user has always all the data filled in these kind of things but as soon as they're like edge cases or you have to like make decisions and check state or like whatever yeah, yeah. thing could go wrong. I think this is where ShapeUp becomes, the, or at least it's something that I found was quite interesting in how they talk about this because during, yeah, during the ShapeUp or the shaping phase, they really try to like eliminate the risk that could happen during the six weeks of implementation. Yeah. And if they 
are not certain that they covered like most of these rabbit holes, they will not actually put it on the like betting table. And I think this is where our with Scrum, I think where we oftentimes ran into issues because the request or like the feature request from a user sounded very simple. Yeah, yeah. We gave it eight points in a like in a sprint planning, and then when working on it, only then did we discover what else could go wrong when if we if we built this. And this is what they. I'm I'm sure it's in the book as well. But what um, Ryan Singer talked about in like quite a few podcasts or like interviews that I listened to, where he says that he essentially oftentimes goes to like another developer and says, "Hey, like this is my idea. Can just sanity check this." And somebody might actually look at the code for like three hours and say, hey, if we make this change, these are all like the seven other places that we need to change as well because it has an impact there. And I think this is where the risk lies if we don't, like if you don't do this and where like the benefit is of shaping. And then I'm sure there are cases where your shaping process takes longer than the actual implementation because it might actually be very simple. But I would, that like more often than not uh you actually save time in the long run by discovering like these uh edge cases before you actually start coding yeah yeah and i think the i think this becomes a little less of a uh, sense of waste of time if it's a bunch of ideas right because you're deliberating you're, yeah. you're you know even if you don't go with one like even if you spend the whole week trying to to figure out this one feature you still have a set of other bets that you're you can work on so it's not wasted time i guess uh in a, in a sense yeah so i think this brings us to one of the uh kind of interesting uh things towards the end of the book where they talk about how to adapt this process to like smaller teams because what they have is essentially a split between the people who shape and the people who implement or like do the work where they're, at least this is how I understood it, that essentially like their product development or like their leadership team, whatever they call it, um, with like the founders and the head of design and like head of product or something like they do most of exactly. the shaping work. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. And they prepare kind of the bets that they want to make and hand them then like, and when they have betted on them, then they hand them to the team. But the teams that do the cycles, they're not actively involved in the shaping process. Yeah, exactly. So you have people who just shape and you have people who just implement, which in our case, of course, being just two. Yeah, it's both. Doesn't really yeah. work. Like it it doesn't scale. And this is one of the things that I think where we have to find our own kind of implementation of this process um, to make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did have that uh, thought as well, that it's easier for them. It's not a waste of time for Which, them because they have fixed people to do one thing and then the other ones. So it's it's not like nobody's working at any given time, you know, or developing things. No, exactly. Like, I think, yeah, I think for us, the risk is that it feels like shaping doesn't actually move the product forward. Exactly. That's... Although, again, like, I um, my personal... Yeah, my, my personal take on this is that the more planning you can do up front, the better. So I, to me, it doesn't feel like a loss, but I can see how from like the psychology, uh, it's really nice to see a feature being implemented yeah. while writing about the feature and like trying to make a plan and a proposal doesn't actually feel like that valuable. And I think this is something that we have to experiment with and ideally, hopefully, 
we learn pretty quickly that the time we spend shaping something actually helps us then be much, much more focused when implementing mm -hmm. it. Because kind of we have eliminated a lot of distractions or you can actually focus on implementation. You don't need to figure out how something should look or integrate with other pieces of the code. So yeah, that that to me is what I what I hope we can kind of learn is that when we shape something, we can kind of make it much easier for us to then implement this and that this will always feel kind of valuable. But yeah, I guess it's something we have to experiment with and see how, how well it works. Yeah, to... There are a couple of things that slightly worry me about that. And that is, so for certain products, I'm not saying this is one of them, but I'm saying for certain products, yeah. time to market is crucial. Yeah. I'm just saying like, just, you know, examples. I'm not saying that it applies to us or not. Uh, yeah. Another one as well is being a small team. I would really hate to lose interests because of it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that seems just tedious work and it's like something that I'm not enjoying and like, I just want to, you know, I want to enjoy yeah. that jump into it. So I think that, uh, that is if we jump into kind of transition into what, uh, how are we going to implement this with, with ourselves? I yeah. think, uh, obviously we should also have some sort of set time for the shape up part yeah. of it, because I mean, if it takes them one week for us, it needs to be way less than that, you know? Yeah. I think at least I'm I'm okay trying out different things because yeah. at this point I'm just saying and, and voicing my yeah. concerns. It might be very well that we start doing this and I'm like, oh no, like a week is definitely the perfect time to discuss a, like a yeah. set of ideas. But it also might go the other way where I'm like, no, this is way too long. Yeah. So yeah, I have I have a few thoughts on this. So A I definitely see like where your concern is coming from, but again, like my, my take on this or like my view is that ideally through shaping the implementation part becomes so much more enjoyable since you have a very clear goal and you can just hammer away that it will given it has a kind of healthy ratio. It will always feel worthy to spend the time and like make a plan that you can then just crush through during kind of the next few weeks. And yeah, that kind of, that's my hope that that's kind of the vision that I have and working on, like, I'm now kind of working on like another small, um, open source project of mine. And it's so annoying to want to implement something, but then have to first think about how this should actually work. And I feel like I'm not actually writing that much code anyway, when I work on like my, sm like side projects. So ideally shaping kind of reduces the overall amount of time you spend thinking about something and like condenses it in the beginning and then gives you really time to focus on like implementation. That's kind of my first thought. My own but the thing take the on thing this, is that like, they don't they also yeah, they also don't want you to be very specific about the implementation either though. Like that's one of the things that they say as well to not be very specific about the the um, yeah, obviously to check the rabbit but holes. I think there yeah. needs to be a balance there. So, no, exactly. And I think, like, even on a high level, if you just do what they do during shaping, it's already enough. Um, where you try to uncover like the rabbit holes where somebody might get stuck or broke down, you're trying to think about edge cases that are relevant for either the functionality or the implementation. And 
if we keep it on this level, I think it's already well worth the effort. But then they're, the difference for them is that they want to actually hand off the work to a team. And they have to split in like responsibilities where you have designers yeah, shaping a feature and putting it on a betting table and then developers implementing it. And for them, one concern is that as a designer, you just don't have the technical skills to like design exactly. something in depth. And as a developer, it sucks to be given something that is fully specced and you just have to like implement a worst case is like somebody gives you like a UML diagram and you just have to implement right. the classes that are in the diagram. Like that would suck. So I think for them, they have different concerns than we do because we are still the people who will ultimately do the mm-hmm. work and whether or not we spend. And because this is something that they do as well, like when a team is giving a bet, they will still spend time planning how to implement this and will explore the problem and they do their own kind of process to figure out the to-dos. So I think for us, we could get away with just doing this in like one step and like just do it during ShapeUp. I forgot what I what else I wanted to say, but doesn't matter, it's I think. It's totally fine. Oh yeah, one other thing. Um, I don't think what, I think what will happen for us is that we have, now let's, let me restart. Uh, my suggestion for our own process is that we take four weeks in total. Essentially, we just reduce their cycle time by half and say we have three weeks of like actual implementation and we have one week of like shaping and planning. Oh, gotcha. And I think what is relevant to note here is that this week that we will spend shaping and bedding will still contain development work. I don't think it's realistic that we will code for three weeks and then just write documentation for a week or yeah. just write bets. But this is, I think, a good time where you could say, hey, we're not like focused on pushing like out like pushing out a new feature. But maybe this is like a nice opportunity to refactor something that you saw earlier, or there has been a bug report and like this is the opportunity to just spend an afternoon working on this. I don't think it will have like this very clear split between doing dev work and doing project management work. I think it will always both phases will always have a little bit of both. I think it makes sense to dedicate like one week to activities that are uh, consciously not pushing out features. Yeah. No, I agree. I like that. I like that. I think it's better suited for for us and kind of what we want to see. And yeah. yeah. And then, like personally, I would also want to spend like that week to, for example, like write a blog post over what we have, like what you've learned, and yeah, over what we have achieved, like. One looking back, one looking forward and saying like, hey, this is what we actually did. Go try it out. This is what we plan to do in the next three weeks to like, yeah, both shape the work that is coming up uh, a little bit more and like make sure that we have a good idea, but also like share with the community, like the progress. And ideally, if we <laughs> hopefully we get to the point where we have users pretty quickly, it also gives like a sense of progress yeah. that you can see, hey, in the last four weeks, these were like the two things that we worked on and you can go test them and see them live. And we're still like invested in this project. We have not forgotten, um, have not forgotten it. And I think this having this week for these activities makes sense because like realistically, we both have jobs. It's ultra hard to find um, time for this anyway. And if we then try to do this while also trying to build features, I think we'll just burn ourselves out. Yeah. 
No, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that also, uh, so this was also one of my concerns is that six weeks would have been way too, would have been way too long for us to kind of like get comfortable and kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think so. A, let's just kind of try something, exactly. learn and iterate. I think it will take us a few time, like few cycles to figure out how to work well together and how to plan these things, how to deal with like the asynchronous nature of our uh, living arrangements on like two different continents. I think there are a lot of challenges that we have to figure out anyways. And then I think three weeks might be a very nice place to start since it's enough time to really dive into something and like make meaningful progress. Yeah, exactly. Without being so long that you have to like plan everything up front and like be blocked once you dis- like uncover uh, a problem. So I think this is something interesting to try. And then we can always like switch it towards the end of the year after trying it for like two months or three in. Yeah, I think it's a matter of just jumping into it and then uh, figuring figuring this whole thing out and figuring the whole, you know, working on this and together and, and everything else. It's I agree. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Noise. We have a lot of very interesting things coming up to talk about. Yeah. The one reader who is also following me on dev.to if that's i don't think there is a person that has both but i wrote there like i wrote a blog post there as well about maybe the first game mechanic that uh-huh. we want to implement so this is something i think we can start shaping start betting and then dive deeper into in the next episode yeah. yeah 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 and i think then it will become very interesting both from the game design perspective and the technical technical perspective yeah i'm really excited and i'm very excited for this yeah me too all right so cool next week then yeah let's wrap it there uh i think we have a pretty good idea for the shape up and what it is that we want yeah, to this try was a really good discussion and i think it, it will set the stage yeah. for the whole thing exactly now um let's take a little bit of time to think about this and then we can try it for our first cycle and report on our yeah first shaping session in the next episode all right cool Awesome. Till next time.